So basically, I bought two jars of pesto from Marks yesterday. Yesterday, two days ago, because uh, I was like, I'll make some pesto pasta. Uh, a so a solid, solid dinner. Yeah, I'm, I'm really into it. I get corn chicken, some pesto, some pasta. It's a little healthy meal mm. for, for old tubby boy. So, <laughs> so, but a little bit of background. I'm allergic to, to peanuts and all other types of legumes. Mm -hmm. So for ages, I was like, I don't know if I can eat pesto. Finally tried it. It's got pine nuts in it, but they grow on trees, right? It's like pesto, perfect. I can eat that. Pine nuts pine not technically a nut, is it? Well, I don't think any nuts are really a nut. Mm. It's weird that. It's like a crab, crab, not a crab, a bit. Yeah, crustacean. Yeah. But anyway, so anyway. peanuts uh, are legumes along with his other family of quote unquote nuts. Anyway, so I buy the pesto, take it home, really excited for my tea, and just have a little, just look on the back, because sort of just, I don't know why, but just a little thing in my head goes, maybe I should check just in case. Got fucking cashews in it, mate. What's a boy to do? Cashews are in pesto. Well, this is Marks and Spencer's like pesto. Oh, it's it like fancy. had cashews in it. So I take it. So basically, I was like, oh, I've not opened it. I'll just take it home. Take it back to Mark. Take it home to its home. <laughs> I'll take it back to, to where Mark. the pesto lives. I uh, take it back to its house where I bought it. Uh, Marks and Spencer's. Uh, this is I've said their name like six times. So We're not sponsored by Marks. Not a sponsor. Well, that'd be quite crazy. Anyway, I take them back to Marks. Uh, the next day thinking they might not take it back because I bought food I should have checked on the back Whatever, I'll just give it a chance because I'm not gonna eat it So I go back and the really lovely lady behind the counter is like, oh, that's fine, man We've all been there. We've all made silly mistakes. Just give it here So I, I put it in this plastic bag that I just found under the sink <laughs> I'm gonna take the pesto out and like this plastic bag like I didn't I didn't check it I'd been used to like have like muddy boots in it before so all the jars were like covered in like this dried like mud and dirt <laughs> and I was like oh I just I'll just dust this off just put it in my bag she's like oh okay really politely just looks at me yeah okay fine and then <laughs> that's like there it should be okay because like the artwork on these things are sort of like rust rustic Italiano pesto autentico so it's all like you know just quite. The artwork is quite rustic looking anyway. But then she picks up, notes that there's clearly some grit. <laughs> I've just pulled it, I've come home from college, so I've got this big backpack on, all my big green jacket, a beard, big beanie hat, just some tramp with a dirty plastic bag of pesto. I'm like, I'd like to return this, please. I, I can't eat it, I'm sorry. And she was so nice about it, I just felt really, really bad. She was like, oh, that's okay, here's. Here's your three pound fifty back. I think like it's such a small amount of money as well. Oh man, that's um. It was just so like I'd like to return my pesto, but it's covered in mud. And she took it. You know, God bless her. So. Oh wow. That's a little return product story to, to Marks. Uh, I just to what's a like customer service corner or something? Yeah, the customer. Well, I mean, you had your, your Parker pens thing. <laughs> yeah, true. Their pen saved your life. <laughs> and um, I almost died from the pest that they took that. <laughs> so, regardless of all the dirt that was on it. Oh, that is the best story I've heard about pesto. It's a good pesto. <laughs> it's great. Um, I thought that might be an interesting aside. I look into the real life outside the vault. <laughs> right, should we uh, get the show on the road? Yeah, okay. Oh, hey, you made it. We weren't sure anyone was able to get the broadcast. We found this huge vault full of cool things from before the event. Yeah, do you want to come check it out?
we're almost at episode 10, Robin. I know. Not quite yet. This is episode 9. Are we going to do something for episode 10? Um, I was going to ask you the same thing. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Find out in episode 10, folks. Yeah, find out next time. We might have done something. Um, also, guys, I know you've all been on uh, Tenderhooks waiting for uh, the Transformers inquiry. Oh, yeah, we've been uh, putting our reports together. But I'm afraid this won't be published till next time. We have a lot to talk about this episode. Yes. More important things must be spoken of. The Transformers inquiry has been pushed back, yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah, so what have you been up to? Um, a few things. I've been very busy, but I've got a couple of things to talk about mm-hmm. uh, before we get into the into the, the big beefy subject that yeah. is our topic of the week. I saw uh, a good film called Silence, mm. which is a Martin Scorsese movie. It's one that he's been trying to get made since like the 70s. Yeah. It's been like a proper labor of love project. He's finally released it. It's a big beast of a movie uh, set in... Japan in the 1600s. Uh, it's about two Jesuit priests from Portugal who uh, basically... Uh, I learned a lot about actually Japanese history from this film. Oh. Because it basically covers everything you need to know at the start of the movie mm-hmm. and then goes on and just gives you more tidbits of information about religion. It's all about religion and stuff, but it does, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um Basically, in the 1600s in Japan, there was a Buddhist Inquisition, a Buddhist purge of, of Catholicism, it's Christianity. Sorry. Seems amazingly un-Buddhist. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Everyone has this idea of Buddhists being all peaceful, pretty chill, just, you know, do what they will. I think that's maybe Satanism, <laughs> but is that not the Aleister Crowley thing? I don't know. Do what, Anyway, um, yeah, so, but yeah, apparently there was a big Buddhist crusade in Japan in the olden days, and uh, Christian priests were were hunted down, tortured for days, made an example of any villages practicing uh, Christianity were made to convert or they were burned down. Whoa! So, um, basically, Liam Neeson is this uh, a missionary. Okay. A Christian missionary. Well, Jesuit, I think. They're Jesuit priests. I don't know. Really, it's proper, like, old-school Christianity. Cool. so he's a Jesuit priest. He uh, he goes missing. They don't hear any correspondence from him for years. The, the whole premise is that he had to send the letter back to Portugal in secret. So it's gone through many, you know, dodgy sources to get there. So I don't know how long ago he wrote this letter. Could have been could have been months. Could have been years. Uh, and his two little proteges. Um, Spider-Man and Kylo Ren. Uh, <laughs> what are their names again? Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield. Yeah. They're basically talking to um, the wildling leader out of uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's good when you'd reference actors by the other things they've done. Yeah, so Spider-Man, Kylo Ren, they talk to the leader of the wildlings. They're like, Qui-Gon Jinn's gone missing in, <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> we got to go save him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're, basically they have this whole talk being like, it's a really dangerous mission. There's a chance you won't come back. It's, it's weird. It's sort of like a spy movie, like a spy thriller, but they're like Jesuit priests. That's it weird. It starts off with that premise, but it's all about Andrew Garfield's kind of inner turmoil because he's a very... A lot, a lot of these like religion-based movies, he's a very strong believer in the faith, and his faith is tested at every twist and turn. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of torture. There's a lot of very harrowing scenes of like Japanese. Well, Scorsese. Yeah, little Japanese villages of people who are like, we've been worshiping Jesus Christ in secret, 
uh, because we have so such strong faith in the religion, even though we could get killed. And they're so overjoyed to see these two priests show up for the first time, and they keep them in secret. They're hidden in this little uh, in this little shack high up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. I, um, I won't get too much into it, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really compelling, tense, interesting film. I saw the the trailer for it, and I was definitely getting Apocalypse Now vibes off it. It kind of has that sort of Apocalypse Now, Heart of Darkness sort of feeling about it, because it's this just man just thrown into a complete alien world where there's just horrible things happening to people, yeah. and he has to question his very being um and it's really good i really enjoyed it it's huge yeah and it's very slow huge and slow sounds scorsese huge and slow um and it's yeah it's really good it's paced in a way i had to pee like half an hour into the movie and there were all constantly bits where i was like maybe i can go oh no there's a bit maybe i can afford no there's always a bit you know when it's one of those movies where it's just constantly leaking little bits of story at you yeah i loved it there's no soundtrack no music no I mean wow. it's called silence after all I mean, yeah like the yeah, soundtrack true. is just the sounds of nature that is a bold choice yeah it's oh man it's it's brilliant it's brilliant definitely give it a go yeah uh, the villain is good as well uh, quote unquote villain the Japanese inquisitors just this really cynical really old Japanese man who just he hated the Christian <laughs> that's, he says that a lot and a lot of fun what, just, that's, he's, that's his line he I do not like Christian. <laughs> That's his actual voice. And it's so, like, this really, like, evil, like, seething. Bad like, man. I want you to leave my country, kind of thing. Yeah. All the yeah. Japanese actors in it are brilliant. You really believe how they're, they're probably arguably better than Garfield and the driver. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was very, very good. Um, I enjoyed Silence. Go see Silence. Uh, give films like that money because we need more of them. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm really liking sort of... More of that. Less. In this climate of comic book movies, Star Wars movies, big franchises, which, you know, I really enjoy all of them. It's nice to just have something just completely different. A full-on art piece. Which is a huge, big-budget movie as well. Yeah. But, like, it's just... It's a labour of love, you know? So... Grats, Corsese, I know you're listening. He tunes in every week. That's it. He's a regular listener. We should get him on the show sometime. Uh, give us a call, Corsese. Are you feeling a little bit under the weather? Is radiation sickness just taking you a bit too far beyond the breach of life? Do you suffer from chronic knee pains from running from bandits? Or do you have a tumor on the back of your neck that talks to you? claims to be your long-lost sister? Well, you can come visit Dr. Bob's Wasteland Medical Surgery today or any other day, because I'm never leaving. Not until you come visit me, boy. You can come down and I'll cure your ailments quicker than you can say, Dr. Bob, get your dirty hands off me. This is not the treatment I asked for. Um, I've got a little bit of follow-up mm-hmm. for Final Fantasy XV. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, great. Played it through now. Finished? Finished. Done. Cool. Dropped maybe 65 hours in it. All right. Um, yeah, really, really good. Done all the extra boss fights, all of the content, all that sort of stuff. Uh, pretty much 100% you did. But, and it's a big but. Um, I do like a big but. A bit. <laughs> 
There is the final like secret boss at the end is an adamantoise. Um, okay. Which I mean that's kind of standard Final Fantasy fare. Big creature, lots and lots of health. Mm-hmm. But it's to the point that basically my guys were fully geared out, all sort of max level, all that sort of thing, and the thing was doing no damage to me, and it just had it wasn't hurting me or my party. It, it just had an enormous amount of health. Yeah, those can be frustrating. Yeah, and it was just a total, like, time sink. Mm-hmm. It was just a battle of attrition. And all basically all I needed to do was hide behind one of its legs and press circle. Yeah. And I'd been at that for about... What 20... does circle do? Just attack. attack. Okay. Attack button. Um, and I'd been at this for about 15 minutes. And I'd got the, got the boss's health down by a third. Oof. And I was just like, you know what? No. Switched off. Just nobody needs that. Switched off. Done. Right. You're a grown man. You got things to do. But yes. Uh, and so I mean, other than that small um, issue with Final Boss, yeah, I've very much enjoyed Final Fantasy 15. Very good. Also, on your recommendation, I read Headlopper. Yes, I brought it to you. Um, yeah, you're so right. An adult Adventure Time style art. Good, it's isn't it? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The Isle of Barra, by the way. That's what I was looking for. Isle of Barra. Very Scottish name. <laughs> that's what I was like, this is Scottish as fuck. So I looked <laughs> up the guy and I was like, he's got to be from, from round here. He's not, he's from the States. From the States, mate. Yeah. Andrew McLean. Andrew McLean. 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 Big love to Andrew McLean. Yeah, big love. I read uh, Apocalyptic Girl as well. This is the other one? This is the other one. I think that came out before Headlopper, actually. Maybe? I've not Perhaps. I've not heard of it. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah. It's, it, um, it's futuristic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh man, just clearly clearly in the same vein as Headlopper. Absolutely amazing. Cool. I'll let you have a read out. Um, and my final thing that I've done is I found a little mobile game that I've been having some fun with. Oh, cool. Tomb of the Mask. Tomb of the Mask. Yep. Um, it's one of my... What I love about I'm in a mobile game is a simple simple mechanics executed really really well, mm-hmm. like ridiculous fishing or down well these sort of games. And the, basically the premise of Tomb of the Mask is you swipe in the way you want to go. You're given maze like levels, and when you swipe to a direction, you stick to whatever wall you touch. Sure. Super simple stuff, and then you go up, and a timer counts down. If you run out of time, you die. Super simple. Play it. Really fun. Tomb of the Mask. Tomb of the Mask. Okay. Did you watch Sherlock? Sherlock. Sherlock season four. I did. Watched all of it. Yeah, me too. This was going to be our topic of the week. Yeah, then it wasn't. But then something much more important happened that we must talk about. But first, we'll get Sherlock out of the way. Yep. Uh, What did you think? Mm. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It was... um, The first episode was an absolute mess. Oh, man. Filler, filler. Filler. Chicken. Filler. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then it was so contrived, and it's like... See when they try to make it really smart, but then come across as making it dumb? That really bothered me. So, mm. right, the main conceit of the final episode of Sherlock is that there's a plane in the air. That everyone's knocked out, but... Oh man, I was getting so alive. annoyed with that plane! Well, here's the thing that bothers me, right? So you have, um... Basically, in the in the room where, where they, were all, they were all told about the plane... Mm-hmm. You had Sherlock, <laughs> who is pretty much the smartest man in the world. Uh-huh. You have Mycroft, Mycroft who's even smarter. Who's arguably smarter and also like the head of the government or something. Yeah, and then, he is the government. And then you've got, you know, a doctor, also pretty smart. Uh-huh. 
And none of these men knew that if a plane, like planes need to check with air traffic control all the time, basically constantly. Yeah, because they'd know there's a plane missing. Yeah. As soon as that would happen, that plane would be given a military escort. I didn't even think about that. Immediately. Like, immediately. We live in a uh, post-September the 11th world. Yeah. Like... We live in a post-everything world. That plane would have been given military escort immediately. Mm. Like, there's that's the only way it could have worked. And none of them thought about this. I find that so hard to believe. Like, that totally smashed. I mean, you could argue that it's it's the whole thing that the mental stress of their sister... Yeah, well, I mean, the main kid... The, the spoiler alert is that... Oh, yeah, shit, sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, the, the plane doesn't exist, and it was a metaphor inside uh, the villain's mind. However, like, that, that, shouldn't, that trick shouldn't have even worked. They should have went, of course, this is impossible. Yeah. This isn't possible because the, the plane wouldn't be on its own. It would have a military escort. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that... Yeah, I thought the consent, the consent, the main conceit was dumb. However, the whole idea behind uh, you, 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 what was her name? Eustace, you, urethra, <laughs> Eunice, something dumb. Holmes, the sister. Yeah. Uh, her whole thing was that she can just convince people to do whatever she wants. Yeah. Remember, because she managed to take over the whole island just by talking to people. So maybe it was like. The way she, she phrased it would like maybe fooled them. Um, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, if you have to, if you have to do this much convincing to make the plot work, then perhaps the plot wasn't that good to begin with. Also, like saw rip off much. Yeah, it was torture porn. It was if you, weird. If you'd ever seen the Cube or Saw or Battle Royale, yeah, anything like that. Like I was watching it with um, my girlfriend, who may or may not be. Scarlet Montpanson. <laughs> I was watching it with my girlfriend and we were just... She was like, oh, I can't watch this, it's too uncomfortable. Because she no, doesn't really watch those movies. I was like, I've seen this all before. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what's coming. Well, not exactly what's coming, but I know the entire setup. This is Saw, Cubed, Battle Royale, and the other things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? Hostel. You oh. know? Segway minor onto something more interesting than Sherlock. I think that is basically, it basically my conclusion on Sherlock. It wasn't very interesting. I'm glad um, Moriarty isn't in fact back. Yeah, it's like they were just like, oh, we'll put in everything. That'll make people watch it. I'm glad that. Uh, well, no, I'm not glad that Watson's wife died. I'm glad that she's not in it anymore. I didn't think she was a particularly strong character. No, because she just annoyed me, and the, the whole thing at the end was like they keep cutting back to that. Re- tape that she did the recording tape yeah where it's like i need you to save john watson they kept going back to it so and they dragged it out so much and the very end it was like you two are the heroes of london john watson and sherlock holmes <sighs> yeah. you must continue without me for seasons and seasons and seasons <laughs> until you're too old or marvel buys both of you <laughs> i was like come on just like give it a rest i think sherlock's pretty much done well no i think if they were to just you know, solve crimes. Well, I'm. Ho- I think that's. I think that's what it was. Nodding to what they're going to go back to is just random, just random crimes. That, like this episode is about a missing goose. Yeah. This episode is about a puppet. You know. Because I kept finding like the most interesting segments are the bits where Sherlock the the cuts where it's 
Sherlock solving crimes really fast or talking to the random people yeah. who come into Baker Street. Well, the best episodes are always... Not always. Season one, this isn't true. The best episodes of the Sherlock as a whole are always the second episodes. So you got Hound of the Baskervilles in, this, in season two. Solid. That was a good episode. Two. Season three, episode two is the... It's good because that's the wedding one where oh, John yeah. and Mary Watson get married and they just go through loads of different cases. And that's just... It's to do with the main story, but it's still like a case on its own. Really interesting. But then they do... The stuff with Moriarty was good in the first instance. Moriarty kind of carried that because he was such a good villain. Yeah. Um, Sister, not so much. No. no. Uh, the, the whole like sort of autistic psycho Creepy thing Creepy sister in an asylum. It's just like, oh, come on. We've been there. I've seen this a thousand times. BBC's not been there, but that doesn't mean the rest of us haven't. Anyway... It's a metaphor for BBC as a whole in this 21st century. Oh. Sorry, BBC, please give us money. I don't want their money. <laughs> no, filthy money. Filthy Probably has money. Churchill on all the notes. Uh, something, something lied about the referendum, something. Well, okay. No <laughs> politics on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, that's the other one I did. <laughs> um, right, well, uh, that's. I think that's everything. Yeah, Shall pretty we... quick. We got, yeah as, as we said, guys... We've got a big, a big topic for you. Big topic Shall we week. switch to the main topic? Have you been eating at Fanny Beast's Fanny Feasts? Well, stop now. Mad Max's man meat contains only man meat. No beast meat, only man. 100% fresh man meat, so fresh you can still hear it screaming. This is an important broadcast from uh, Mad Max's Mad Meat, Im- uh, mad meat Emporium. A warning to all of the people out there do not eat at the Fanny Abyss. CA is a fraud and does not know where the meat comes from. Our topic of the week, guys. Um, you may have noticed, but there was a Nintendo Switch presentation. Yeah, it was big. It was big. It was okay, but it was important. If you're a video game liking fellow like me, <laughs> or Robin, it is a big big deal it is a big deal brand new Nintendo console yeah never seen anything the likes of which unless you were to put uh, an iPad inside a Bible then that might look a bit like a Switch (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it would mean just as much oh have as much no um, yeah the Nintendo Switch presentation happened um, and it was good short and sweet yeah it was only what hour and ten minutes something like that hour and ten it's nice, they just, a lot of game announcements for games that won't be out till the end of the year. Um, yeah, you know what, actually, just my opening opening statements on the Switch presentation. In this day and age of overly bloated, pretentious, three to six hour long tech presentations with flashy stuff, flashy visuals and... Celebrities. Weird conceits and celebrities who have nothing to do with the industry. You know what was nice? It was a presentation by nerds for nerds. And it was a presentation as well, yeah, like a proper it, presentation. It was just, and like the guys weren't trying to be cool. Well, it was the one guy. Um, which which completely guy? fell flat. Oh, Suda, <laughs> man, I made a specific note about Suda51 saying. Poor Suda51. <laughs> I was, I, uh, man, I was so sad for him because he was just... I think the thing about Japanese audiences I've heard from, like, rock bands. 
because I know a lot of rock bands, obviously. No, so I've seen in like uh, things where rock bands travel to Japan to play live. Like Japanese audience are very audiences are very politely quiet, like unresponsive, because mm-hmm. you just want to see what you got. Show um, me what you got. <laughs> pretty much, they just all stare at you. Show me what you got. <laughs> um, when you're playing the old rock and roll, they go nuts. They love it. They're dancing about. But when like between the songs and you do your little back and forth with your bandmates. They're just watching you like, show me what you got. Um, but yeah, so my overall take, good presentation. It was a good presentation, but not overall, not the, it was a very good presentation, but I felt not the best of impressions I got about mm. the Switch. Um, mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. My excitement for the Switch is somewhat dampened, considering there are going to be only three or four games out at launch. The lack of games at launch was a worry. Yeah. A bit of a worry. And they talked about a lot of games as well. And most of the games were like, this will be out. I just, I don't really understand because I don't understand why they're not having more games at release, basically. Because this, the Switch has the potential to kill two of their product lines. So obviously it's a successor to the Wii U, but it's portable, so it'll also kill the DS market. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to kill two of your lines, you should really have more games at launch. Yeah, have like a Pokemon game. Yeah. I mean, I think they might be keeping that. I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to do a Pokemon game on a home console, but if, it, if they're doing a portable thing. Yeah, but is it a home console? It's both a home they console They describe it as portable. a home console. They do, they do. But, I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with their DS line. That's the main thing. I think they're kicking, they might keep the DS strong because uh, there's a huge market in Asia for... Uh, no, there's not. There used to be the handheld market was really strong in Asia, but now everyone's got phones. Yeah. So you know, no one plays them. They just all play on their phones, just like here. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like we're exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> just lines on a map. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's see. So they were talking. They did a whole thing about tech. They did a huge presentation on the, on the Joy-Con controllers. Yes. What was your thoughts on the Joy-Con controllers? Um. I mean, impressive sound in tech. Um, a bit gimmicky, but like it has a lot of potential to do things like HD rumble. So imagine the way your computer game controller rumbles now. Yeah. Just generic little, just or like a. Now you can apparently identify individual blocks of ice yeah. in the glass. That's actually I've got that in big letters. That is the thing that I was most excited about. It's really cool. I think it's a, it's like it's something like why hasn't anyone just done it? Well, haptic technology is like it's one of these things that has the potential to completely change sorry for the pretension, the way you play a game cuz how you feel a thing is it, it, it can ch- convey information. Yeah. So if it's really as accurate as they say, it can it can open up new playstyles and be very interesting. Yeah. I'm really excited to actually feel one uh, mm-hmm. and see what it's actually Cause like. Because imagine if you're playing a shooter, like shooting a gun. Yeah. Or like, I mean, all my stuff is like shooting and GTA based, but like Grand Theft Auto, like even just the concept of like, if you accidentally drive up onto a curb, mm-hmm. that little dunk would be quite interesting to see how that translates. Just little, yeah, little just the things. little details. And I was thinking, the thing I thought of immediately was say, you, say you're shooting a gun mm-hmm. and you could feel that something's going wrong with it. Like it jams? Yeah, like it's about to jam. Mm-hmm. And you could feel that. So that information is not displayed on screen. You can only get that through the haptics. Yeah. And then if you stop shooting and reload or whatever, your gun doesn't jam. But if you fail to recognize the haptic feedback, then it does jam. 
And it's that that would just be an interesting little mechanic, and you could pepper games with this. Sure. I just think I, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're bringing out that whole new one-two-switch game mm-hmm. for it, uh, which I'm really annoyed about one-two-switch. What? WarioWare Switch? Not even... If it was a WarioWare game, then fine. That's kind of what it looked like. But it's just one-two-switch. Um, it's basically what Wii Sports was, but they're not packaging it with the console. It's just its own game. You've got to pay full price for this game, which is just a tech demo of what the controller can do. Hmm. Which is disappointing. That should really. really be packed in. Just be packed in. Just have it installed wow, I, on I the actually, Switch. You didn't know that? I I assumed that would be packaged. Yeah, that's exactly it. It just looks like... Because obviously we're used to it because with Wii Sports came with the Wii. There was like Wii Sports Resort on the Wii U. That I think that came with the Wii U. Yeah. And they're like, now nah, we're going to just make money off it now. Hmm. With like a, we've got like seven or eight mini games on it. You don't even look at the screen, apparently. You have to do everything looking at the person you're playing against. Yeah. And using the motion controls to feel what's going on. So I'm interested to see exactly what those games incorporate. But I'm not selling out 45-odd quid to find out, you know? Yeah. It just seems dumb to me. Um, big dumb uh, demo, really. Yeah, big dumb demo. Okay, I didn't. I hadn't actually given much thought to the 1-2 the Switch. Um, exactly. Right, so what games did they did they talk about? Um, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Um, I found that it's weird to see Mario in a real world setting. So I don't like it. it. You know what it strikes me as? It's like you know when Sonic got paired with like human characters. There's a lot of people saying that Sonic O Six vibes. Yeah, it, it looked weird. And again, I don't know. Mario makes me feel uncomfortable. Mario's all about game feel, so. Maybe it'll feel if the good. game plays, I mean, like I've never really been excited for a Mario game. Oh, but like I always, I tend to enjoy them when I play them. Yeah. Like I'll get, well, yeah, Mario, fair enough. Uh, Mario Galaxy was the last one that I really properly played and got into and enjoyed. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mario Odyssey, like if it gets, <clears throat> if it gets good reviews and I have a Switch, then I'll maybe pick it up. But I'm just, it, does, it looks weird. It's like the hat has eyes. I know. I like the new mechanic with the hat. You can use it to jump and you can spin it to kill enemies. That's a really cool little mechanic. Yeah. But just why didn't why didn't they just make a Mario style New York City? Yeah. With just cartoony people rather than I'm sure it might be explained in the story. Maybe he's in like falling in a different dimension or whatever. New Donk City. Who knows? Hear that? <laughs> New, New, donk, New donk City. That's where you're going to be spending all your time in. New Donk City. <laughs> Sake. Get a grip, Nintendo. What are you doing? Um. <laughs> Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Roberts and Jesus FM. Now, I don't know if anyone was there last week, but apparently we were supposed to have the rapture. And that didn't happen. We're all... St- Still very much here, still very much on the radio, but we actually have Mr. Jesus Christ in the studio today um, to answer a few questions. Uh, would you like to say hello to the listeners, Jesus? All right, man, it's, uh, it's me and Jesus. I've come down from the rapture, man. Um, I'm here. I've, I fucking missed it, didn't I? Sorry about that, mate. So, um... Yes. Uh, so, so is the rapture being postponed? Is it is it likely to happen in the future? No, no. What it is, like the rapture happened. Like Dad was all like 
Jesus, get out of bed, man. You've got to get down and save, save people. We all promised, remember, we made that promise. And I was like, Dad, this audience, right? I've been, I've been out all night. Me and David Bowie, Lemmy, Mozart, we were all just, we were just like partying all night, man. I'm fucking, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. But like, what it is, I thought he'd wait till I was like up and ready, but he just fucking done it. And now everyone's disappeared. I come down, the world's fucking messed up, man. And I just like, I just want to say that I'm sorry I got a bit carried away. I'm living a bit of a party life at the moment. Um, but I'm here if you want me to perform a miracle, like just if you've got like, a glass of water or that. Well, well, thank you very much for that, Jesus. And uh, I'm sure you weren't at all what our listeners were expecting. Um, th- thank you for tuning in again to Jesus FM. And uh, you know, I'll be uh, DJing live at um, uh, Mad Mad Mike's uh, Mechanics. He's got like decks set up. He asked me to come down. I'm gonna like spin some real miracles on the turntables. Like just uh, Friday night, three till five. You see me all there, fucking JC on the decks, man. So yeah, there was Super Mario Odyssey. Um, Arms. That was the punch game, mm. beat mob game. Uh, I'm actually, I think that could have a shocking amount of hidden complexity to it. Yeah, I'd play. I'm, I'm quite interested by Arms. It looks really, really nice. Um, it looks like an interest. It looks like it built a game around a very a core mechanic, and I think I like that. Uh, it looked like. pretty silly at first. Yeah. But what's important about Arms is that it's a new Nintendo intellectual property. Like yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's not a. It's not a new Mario game. It's not a new Donkey Kong game. Yep. It's not a new Smash Brothers. It's not a new Mario Kart. It's a brand new title. So, which is good. Nintendo just need to keep doing that. Yeah. Whether whether it works or not, it doesn't matter. Just keep throwing that stuff out and see if it works. Yep. Um, I would like to play Arms as well. That's something. It's like it's wee boxing, but just with a bit more oomph. substance and oomph. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it could be one of these, like a fighting game. You know, like a traditional fighting game. Mm that you can just pick up and play, but you can get really good at it and really in-depth with it as well. Yeah. Um, but yet to see. Um, Xenoblade. Two. Oh, Splatoon. Splatoon 2, I'm not hugely bothered by. I mean... It looked very similar to the Splatoon original. one. So not A lot much. of trouble with things on the Switch looking similar. Pretty much identical because yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> they're re what are they re-releasing Mario Kart? Yep. They're re-releasing Street Fighter Two. Oh wow! No, <laughs> <laughs> a game that there was an HD remake of Street Fighter Two back in two thousand and eight cost maybe twenty pound on the Xbox Live Arcade. <laughs> they're releasing Street Fighter Two Ultimate Super Extreme Edition. Whatever the <laughs> how many adjectives they put on it this time, and it's gonna cost again full price. For like a brand new game. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Um, what else are they? Yeah, doing? Xenoblade 2. Oh, yeah, I wrote this. This is under my subheading. Uh, JRPGs I'm never playing. <laughs> I always liked the look of Xenoblade. I never actually Really? It. Yeah, I think it looks good. The, mm, well, the characters... I don't like... I don't I think, again, the character style looks really weird and creepy. I like that. I, I, I think it looks really weird and surreal. Uh, I don't think it looks surreal enough I just think it looks like a like some lonely girl in sixth year has drawn some anime girls <laughs> and then has submitted them oh, to uh do you know what I mean Uncanny Valley kind of thing not even Uncanny Valley just like this is my, uh, I'm 
16 years old and I watched Sailor, uh, Sailor Moon. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm drawing all my friends as anime characters. That's what... Harsh vibes, like. man. Harsh yeah, vibes. Like, And then there's like Fire Emblem Warriors, which was just a tease of his thing. Um, Dragon Quest 10 plus 11 plus Heroes 1 and 2. Yeah. Don't really Not give a fuck. for that. Weird How- monsters in an office building. Yeah, what was that Which is apparently Shin Megami Tensei... Uh, I think it's just Shin Megami Tensei. Okay. I don't know what that is, but it's weird monsters in an office building. Um, Octopath Traveler, however, mm-hmm. very interested. Is that a sequel to Octodad? But <laughs> no, I wish it was. It's another. It's under the subheading JRPGs. I'm never playing, <laughs> but I'm gonna play it. Oh, it there looks you go. different. Yeah. Like visually, looks different. It's like it's kind of classic Final Fantasy style pixel art. Yeah. But it's sort of two and a half D. So if you could picture like a 3D model I pixel think, yeah, art world. I think, Did I you think, see that one? I, um, two and a, no, I'm talking about 2.5D. I think it's an underused style. It's good. I, I mean, like 2.5D. Retro Studios, who've done a lot of, who've done the Donkey Kong games in yeah. the recent past, they look really good. Yep, that's that's good. I think, right, here's, I, I think we're gearing towards what we're both most excited about, but we'll get onto that. Skyrim 3! <laughs> oh, right. No, this is what I wanted to t- touch on. Skyrim confirmed. Because I know when we were first talking about the Switch, mm-hmm. it was only speculated. Yeah. And it hadn't actually been confirmed. Now, I've played Skyrim. I'm not super excited about that. What I am excited about is this is Bethesda's first Nintendo outing. Yeah, I didn't even and think about that. If that Bethesda are throwing their hat into the Switch, that indicates to me an industry trend that other developers are going to be making games for the Switch. Bethesda are surprisingly... Is this going out on a limb here? Say Bethesda are quite influential in the game world. Is that a true thing to say? Well, they're very, very successful. They're important. They're important, mm. and people generally do what Bethesda, Bethesda do. are doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim 3. It's <laughs> like, why... Just... Why do you... I, 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 look, look. What you said is very true. I agree with you. It's, it's good it, that Don't get excited do about the thing. Get excited about what the thing what means. What it means. Because good the thing point. is, Bethesda... Will have retooled all of their tech to make Skyrim work on the Switch. Yeah, and I'm gonna buy it like an idiot as well. Um, so if if they've done that, that means they have the capability to do that. And if that developer can do it with a game like Skyrim, with their own in-house engine, mm-hmm. I mean they don't use an out-of-box engine; they use in-house. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they can do that with an in-house engine, then that means the Switch is easy to develop for. Oh. It, it's just Skyrim itself doesn't excite me. The trends that that points towards excite me a lot. No, very good point. Right, yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, changed my attitude completely. Yeah, big time. Like, why not just put Fallout Four out? It's been out, it's out more recently. Yeah, just port it. Like this well, is why maybe not. You can't just port it, I suppose, but you can't just port it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, just yeah. if you're doing Skyrim, just why didn't you take more recent game? Although, in the, I feel it was like they they were probably planning to do stuff for the Switch, but there was that reaction it was like. Oh my god, Skyrim's going to be on the Switch that they're like, oh, okay. It, it won't have been like that. Yeah, I know. But it's also sort of like, <laughs> hi, I'm Todd Howard, and yeah, you guessed it, here's Skyrim. Um, um, speaking of other developers as well, geez, the EA guy. Ugh. He looked like a, like, he looked dead inside. The tall one or the <laughs> yeah, little one? The tall guy. Yeah. He looked like, it's, where do you, EA, where do you find these people? Fucking decades of working on FIFA is going to do that to a man. Jesus Christ. He, he looked like he had no soul. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> to see like these nerdy guys and then the Bethesda dude and it's like, then you trot out the EA zombie 
<laughs> Hello. I work on FIFA every year for the rest of my life. I'm grey inside. Sometimes I have to change the size of um, fucking Wayne Rooney's face every year. Little update. I design grass <laughs> on the pitches. I design whether or not it snows. But yeah, it was been. amazing. Like an amazing caricature of the company that yeah. man was. Yeah. Um, they referred to themselves as electronic arts as well, which they're not officially called anymore. <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Real smooth, yeah. Uh, also, back to Suda51, he came on stage really energetic. Like, hey! Oh, God. And then he was like, that didn't really work. <laughs> oh. Which led to the most awkward translator thing <laughs> I've ever. got a translator written Oh, my God. That what was, was going on there? You know what I want to see, Robin? I want to see an animation where someone just takes the audio <laughs> off the translator, but it's, it's the guy on stage, like... And um, and I'm making a game, and it's gonna be real good. Because uh, there's so many awkward pauses. The translator was really having trouble keeping up, and I really want to see like this guy. He's like looking at kind of sweating buckets, looking at like cards, and it cuts to the audience just like quietly staring at him. Was like, and uh, yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to Grasshopper Studios. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make a game, guys. I think if like someone, if you're listening and you're an animator, please make that. Cause oh, that's so funny. I, I would love it. I might make it myself if I have time. Yeah, mate, that that's uh, that's an internet point goldmine right there. So, oh man, my god, that was so funny. Oh man, like I was watching it, I was like, is this real? I'm, is, it, is this actually happening? Uh, poor Sudo though, he just wants to have fun. I know. And then they, they get the fucking Splatoon goofball coming out, like, I am Professor Splatoon! Was... I have been researching these new guns! But I like that, I found that endearing. Yeah, it was really like, good. Oh, you total nerd. Oh, mm. you guys, great. It was good fun. Yeah. It was, actually, yeah, I think that was my main takeaway. It's like, I like that Nintendo make it about fun. Yeah. You know? Whereas, like, when it's other things and they're trying to be cool, like, it's something I really dislike when games try to be cool. Or publishers, or developers, or tech firms. Try too hard. Ubisoft often like, does it at Guys, E3. you're not cool. And that's what makes you cool, you yeah. know? And Nintendo embraces it like, oh, we're just a bunch of nerds. Never like, forget that you're one of us. Yeah, we're, we're weird and we like games. And it's fun. And yeah. it, it, it felt to me that it was just about... It was about the fun. It was about the games. And yeah. I like that. As much as I love Aisha Tyler being at E3, I think it gets more tired every year she comes out. Who's this? Um, E3, the Ubisoft presentations. Aisha Tyler, she's the woman that comes out and talks about Assassin's Creed and... Uh, I'll recognise her. Girlwood. She does the voice of Lana in Archer. Right, understood. Yes. Um, so she's she came out one year just... There was like, we got Aisha Tyler. She's doing the presentation. Mm-hmm. People loved it. She was really good. And she just basically clamps onto her own memes, memes herself, tries too hard. As much as I love her being there and what memes that kind of means. Memes have become meme. self-aware. Yeah. It's West, West meme. <laughs> West meme. Um, Should we go on to what I think we're both most excited about? Uh, well, I mean, we'll do the little tease just like they did. They had a little, sh- a fun little sketch at Nintendo of America. That, that was fun as that well. That was funny. We just read you being like... Miyamoto, what are you doing here? <laughs> He's like, Hi, Reggie! <laughs> I am totally, Zelda! Totally playing up to their stereotypes there. Yeah. It's like, because I've heard, I've heard Miyamoto in interviews. He's not, he doesn't talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> Giant, awkward Canadian with these two little Japanese guys. Like, hey! <laughs> I like Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. I think Reggie, everyone likes Reggie. He seems like just a nice man. He's a meme generator. <laughs> yes! He just can't stop. He can't stop memeing. 
Um, yeah, Miyamoto was funny. It was a nice little tease, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so let's get, let's get on to some more positive because we've got some um, we, slight, we're, slight dampeners. We're a bit damp on, our, damp on that. Um, but well, yeah. There's more dampeners to come, but I want to get some positive. No, yeah. just, just... Shadow it. of the Colossus Zelda. Sh- yeah, but fucking hell does it look good. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course we're talking about Breath oh, of the Breath Wild. Breath of the Wild, oh, man. It looks beautiful. Yeah, though. I'm buying oh. a con. I'm buying a Switch. That that is what I've got written down right here. That is a console sell. It is, and they put the thing is they are putting all their eggs in that in that basket. If you're gonna put all your eggs in a basket, it's I'd pick that basket. basket. Yeah, but still, like your Nintendo, you have Other such properties. a big basket. You know, uh, it is a good basket though. Yeah, like a little clay pot that <laughs> you can smash. Like cheese, man. Yeah, no, it looks very very good. Um... Holy I'm excited to play moly. it. A big open world Zelda game. Um, something about just the... I think it, they've got... It's the proper like orchestra stra- soundtrack now like they had for Mario Galaxy. It's yeah. that same symphony orchestra. Because that was awesome. Yeah, and the here's the one thing though. Uh, the Japanese trailer, not to go all weeaboo on your ass, but the voice acting in the Japanese trailer is so much better. Yeah. That, have you watched the English one? I've only seen the Japanese one. So the Japanese one, it's all like, they seem like they've got, I don't know, it's weird because obviously it's a different language, I don't know any Japanese really, but there seems to be a lot more conviction in the voice actors. Uh, Perhaps just better voice performance. actors. Well, that's what I mean. Because um, at the end where, where uh, who, well, I can only assume is Zelda, uh, the, the girl, she's crying and she's like, Wah! It's all messed up, fuck! What do I do? <laughs> and she probably like, oh man, this is gonna be some sad stuff. It looks dark. But like in um, but in the English trailer, it's like, what have I done? Oh. <laughs> and like, there's old people voices at the start. Mm. Like, whereas in the English language trailer, it's just people putting on like old people voices. Mm. So it's like, the history of Hyrule goes back a long way, and you're like, oh, come on. This is supposed. Hmm. To, this is a serious video game for serious boys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you know, what, like you, like uh, look up the English. Like, there's a good comparison. Like, there's a comparison video on YouTube. Oh, really? Just saying, this is what the English voice acting is like. This is what the Japanese acting is like. Links in the show notes, obviously. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not a minor thing. It's huge because it's the first Zelda game with voice acting in it. Yeah. With actual proper oh, voice acting. Yeah. You know, that's hugely important. Um Oh yeah. I sorry, I hadn't so, even So the first Zelda game with voice acting, that voice acting's got to be fucking spot on. You know? Big time. It can't just be like, Hello Link! Especially, Welcome to my castle. Especially if it's gonna carry the tone. Cause mm. I don't know if you got this as well, but I got a dark tone from mm-hmm. it. Like it looked like this is gonna shit's gonna go down. Yeah. Like, this is going to be sad. sad. Ganon's going to do some bad stuff. He's going to fuck you up, bro. But it also looks exciting and fun, like a big bad adventure. What was it? What did I feel? Um, it, like, it made me feel weirdly, like, nostalgic to a place I'd never been to before. Yeah, I got chills. Like, you know how you get that kind of weird, whimsical, the world's really big feeling from, like, a Wes Anderson film? Yeah. It's like, I got the same feeling as that. So it's like excitement but almost in a sad way is it, it made me feel weird and the mm. fact that a, tr- a a mere game trailer had the power to make make me feel like that is you want to go back intense. there you want to be back in that space yeah you know what i mean yeah and it's like i love the art style as well it's like it almost looked kind of like semi cell shaded 
but yeah. it wasn't. It's not it's cell shaded. Like, sort of very faded as well. Yeah. So like a film grain on it. It's nice. It's just oh man, pretty work of art. Oh man, you've you've given me the fear now. See if they don't stick the landing with the voice acting. That'll ruin it. Well, the thing is, right, the switch is not going to be region locked. So, so we could just get a Japanese so one. So you'll just get maybe the Japanese version with... Because what I will do, what I have done for Japanese games in the past, is just immediately switch it to Japanese voice acting and put subtitles on, because I just like to do that. Because it makes me feel more sophisticated <laughs> as a human. Yes, I watch it as it was meant to be performed. Mm, yeah, you, you, really do, you really don't get the turn. You really... Well, actually, here's an interesting thing, a little segue. If you watch anime, if you, t- if you take a trip to the anime cave, do you like subtitles or um, dubbed? I am a dubbed peasant. You're a dub. I like subs. I'm not, not looking down I on you a- for liking dubs, though. I just like subs. You know what? And this is this is going to come across very bad, but it's laziness, sheer laziness. It's harder to watch, comprehend, and read rather than just watch and comprehend. I don't even really it's sheer laziness. I don't even really feel like I register that I'm reading stuff. Mm. Maybe because I've just been doing it for years, but I just quickly just I don't I don't know what it is. I just I like I prefer subtitles. Hilarious weeb fact about a guy I used to know. He used to watch anime. Um, in Japanese with no subtitles because he thought wow. didn't speak a word of Japanese mm-hmm. but he was like that's how it's meant to be and I was like what you have no idea what's going on <laughs> well I mean that's an interesting way maybe to learn you're not going to learn a completely different structured language from Roman to by just you, well, I suppose yeah. you're not going to that's not going to happen okay I take it back <laughs> like you could maybe do that with another Roman language or a European language. But, like, what if you go and, like, I suppose, nah, it's different if you go and, like, live in Japan, having not knowing any language. Well, yeah, because you you're... You have to pick it up. Yeah. To survive. Well, people explain the structure to you. Like... That's yeah, true. Th- th- sorry, this is a bit of a segue, but I have a big contention, point of contention with, uh, oh, yeah, you just immerse yourself in the language and then you learn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just the immersion that does it. It's the fact that the people around you teach you how to speak the language. Yeah, no, very true. Because you, you go to the shops and you're like, uh, can I get some eggs, please? And the guy goes, yeah, I don't speak English. But then he'll teach you how to, yeah. you know, that, that's how it happens. You'll point at eggs. Steve will play. Exactly. So, yeah, don't say that in future. That's a that's a wasteland service announcement. What? Don't... Yeah, immersion doesn't teach you the language. Oh, yeah, The people teach you the language. The people will teach you. So, yeah. Anyway, back back to the Breath of the Wild... Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited. Uh, it um, is a console seller, isn't it? Yeah, it's coming out on the day of release as well. It'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm yep. going to Vegas. I'm going to go buy one in Vegas because it's cheaper. $299 retail price. Over here, they're keeping it pretty much the same for some bizarre reason. 200 and, £279, which doesn't make sense. But over in America, $299. Is equivalent of like two thirty. Seven. So I'll be that's, saving a sweet forty bucks. That's a that's a cool saving right there. Although you know, currency fluctuations. Oh yeah, I suppose like it's all bottle caps now, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> apocalypse. I know we're not. Al- I know we're not allowed to talk politics, but you are going to be in Vegas post Brexit. Oh. So I've got no idea what's that like. But also post Trump, baby. <laughs> the gonna, dollar's going to crash <laughs> to the bottom of the race, world. Race the bottom. 
Well, hope. Well, maybe you can hope that the dollar crashes faster than well, the pound. Come on, Trump. Fuck it all up. I want that switch on the cheap. <laughs> I'll bring back one for all my friends. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna buy a switch as soon as humanly possible, which is weird because I was actually holding out to get a PlayStation Four mm-hmm. because which is there's more games on the PlayStation Four that I want to play. Yeah. But the Switch just looks like a much more interesting console despite the fact there aren't that many games announced for release day yeah just the things that just the aesthetic of it being able to take it out take it with you the little joy con controllers i like you know i really want to f- like i know this maybe isn't the best argument but see because it's a portable advice i think feeling it is a big thing for me mm-hmm. see if, like playstation or xbox that doesn't really matter because like it sits Next to your next to your TV, gathers dust. It's not not a big deal, right. but this is something you touch, you hold. So I really want to hold one before I go ahead and buy it. Yeah, because if it feels terrible, then that's just a no deal for me. You can come over, and touch my switch <laughs> before you make this purchase. <laughs> um, but yeah, also, I mean, you know what? I would I'd drop three hundred pounds on being able to play Breath of the Wild. I think it's fairly. I think Breath of the Wild is worth three hundred pounds. Yeah, I think it's fairly reasonable thing, although. Maybe it need to be a bundle because you need to pay three hundred pound plus money for Breath of the Wild. Yeah, true. Because um, I've done that before. Um, mm-hmm. My uh, I, my PlayStation Four. I didn't actually call a PlayStation Four for a really long time. I called it a Bloodborne machine because that's what <laughs> that's, totally that's effectively what it was. Totally fair. Um, I bought the PlayStation Four for that game alone. Mm-hmm. Like it, for me, it didn't matter. It, it, anything else was just a bonus. I was spending that much money to be able to play Bloodborne. Yeah. So well, I feel the same about Zelda. Yeah. I haven't felt that way about a Zelda game for a long, long time. I know. Not I know. since Twilight Princess, which was... Arguably sh- the weakest dungeon design. Twilight? Aye. I can hardly remember, man. This was a long time ago. Oh, here's a, here's a little thing you should watch, and our listeners should watch as well. Um, dungeon design for Zelda. I, I'd recommend watching uh, Mark Brown's Game Maker's Toolkit. Okay. He's doing a little series on that YouTube channel called Boss Keys, and mm-hmm. it's just about Zelda dungeon design. Dungeon design. Cool. Um, really good as well. Also, the guy knows his stuff. He like knows his stuff about games and ting. All right. Yeah. Game and ting. Game and ting. So yeah, uh, you got any closing statements on the Switch and the Switch presentation? Yeah, their online service is going to be fucking shit. Oh, we didn't touch on that. Oh, no, it's very important remember. to come up to bring up. And we're going to pay for it now. I'm not going to pay for it. I don't. Interestingly enough, the Switch is not something I'm going. I'm buying for online service. Yeah, why would you? Because I got a fucking PC, bro. Oh. I play oh. all my games for free on the end. Well, I have to pay Virgin, but you know, it's weird. Like, what? I'm only paying one subscription fee for online play. That's to my internet provider. That's the way it always should be. Although I suppose then, how do you pay for the servers for Xbox Live? Microtransactions. Microtrends. Microtrends. Microtreddies. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't sound right. Yeah, they've thrown their hat in with the likes of Xbox and Sony. Yeah, you're going to be able to... I don't know what the price Subscription is. model. Subscription yeah, model. They didn't I, release it. I think... is there? Have they not released it? I just don't think I was listening. I've not seen it. But the thing about it... Like, it's not... They're going to be not releasing online until later in the year. Like, later. Like, December. Mm. See, the, the release feels a bit weird. It feels a bit cobbled together. That's because Nintendo don't really know what they're doing when it comes to new. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to new concepts past two thousand, they're a bit 
like Bambi on the ice. Yeah. Uh, the switch just seems like an absolute stroke of genius. Like I don't know, like how they've come up with it because all the decisions they've been making since, pretty much since the we the we, was pretty dodgy when you think about it. it. But it just it just took off. Yeah. And then the Wii U. Was a bit we've of a flop. spoken about this yeah, before. Yeah. People didn't realize it was even a new console. But now with online, you can have online your subscription. You will get one free game a month. Yeah. But you will get one free game for one month, and then we'll take it back, and you can have another one for one month. And it's they're old games as well. They're like SNES games hmm. that you could just publish a massive big CD of them for pennies. Yeah, and sell for a tenner. They put made a whole box full of Super Nintendo games. Yeah, they did, and no one can fucking find one anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo it's sold so fucking well. stupid. That's another thing that worries me about Nintendo. They're not going to make enough of the Nintendo Switch. GameStop uh, have already stopped taking pre-orders. Pre-orders, because mm. Nintendo were like, we do not have enough. Right, so here's my thing. I actually th- I don't know about the distribution side of things because Nintendo have been famously always bad at that. Mm. However, like, see their sort of marketing and the release stuff? I think they've learned a lesson from the Wii U. Mm. The point, my point being, see that little click noise? I love it. I can, like, how can they make a click noise recognisable to a brand? It's crazy. That's isn't incredible. That's a very specific click. Click. I know, but it's like, you hear that and you're like, oh, Nintendo Switch, bang. Yeah. And, and I, that will be burnt into my brain for the rest of my life. You think that's going to come on every t- You think that's just for Switch promotion? Or do you think when you turn on the console, oh, it'll come up, click? No, I was hoping it would do it when you dock it. Make that noise out yeah. of a little speaker? Oh, maybe. I'd love that. Um, but yeah, it, like the, the little animation for the Switch, the Switch branding, mm. the, that click noise, the relation to f- snapping your fingers. Yeah. Just like... They're all, really of driving the, it home. all of the visuals and oh that marketing just pat on the back. The logistics, that, good job. Yeah, the logistics and distribution. Yeah, remain to be seen. TBD. Wait until March third, but maybe March fourth. Maybe they learned a lesson, man. Maybe they hope, did. I hope so. Um, which would be good, but who knows? Because the 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 mini, what was it? The mini SNES, what was it? The NES Classic. The NES Classic. I mean, that was last year. I've they, been trying to get one since. Before Christmas. They, they messed up that release. Checking for it every day. Still can't find one anywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's nuts. Like, why can't... Why aren't they just making them? <laughs> no, what people, the fuck? People want... You're a company. You're trying to sell things. Make the things that that people want to buy. And like I said five... Like, a minute ago. It costs you peanuts. <laughs> like, you can put fit every single SNES game on, like, a USB stick. It costs you pennies. Yeah. Just fucking make it, and <laughs> you'll make money, which would be more money to make your big console the Switch. Then you can make more of them. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. So, closing statements for me uh, is, I think there are some bizarre things that have gone on. However, I don't think this distract detracts from my excitement. I'm still excited. I want one. Just very worried. For Nintendo, <laughs> just because they're gonna fuck it up, they're just gonna they're gonna do something, and they're gonna just be like, "Whoops, we fucked that it up." It's like, of course you fucked it up, <laughs> Nintendo, you idiot. 
I don't know if any... Like, there's something charming about them, you know? It's like, whoops, oh, we forgot how to do this. Well, it's like... Because we're, you know, we just make games. I don't know how to sell them. Well, it's <laughs> like that person that everybody works with that it's like, whoops, backed <laughs> it. And you're like, oh, of course you did. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charming. Still not a good enough idiot. reason to fire you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you around, I guess. Just don't do it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. And also, as I say, even if it's just a... Uh, Breath of the Wild machine. I'm still happy with that. If it's as good, you know, I'm not. I'm not bored in the hype train quite yet because I've not yeah. seen enough gameplay of Breath of the Wild to, you know, buy the console first. I'm not buying on release. No, I'm, I, well, I can't buy on release. Yeah, I'm gonna can't buy it till. Well, I mean, I could, but don't want to. I'm gonna wait like a month, but I'm gonna wait. Yeah, I'm in. I'm, I think I'm more in than you are, but I'm still in. Yeah, I think you're definitely more in than I am. Anyway, so. That's 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 the Nintendo Switch, ladies and gentlemen. That's the Switch talk. Uh, yeah. So, are you gonna go outside for the Switch when it comes out? Yes. Yeah, me too. I think that's a fundamental. I'll go outside for the Switch. I mean, you gotta get out early because they might all be gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to go outside. <laughs> so yeah, can't I'll... trust the fucking delivery man to I, go get it. He'd probably pitch it. Mm. Um, definitely go outside for the Switch. I think that's the first resounding yes we've had on the show. No, surely not. No, we had a resounding yes for Last World. For Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> Fanny Beasts. And for Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this is the most resounding yes. Yeah. Well, I think it's a very different subject from what you usually do. Yeah, I mean, this is a this games is, console. This is fundamentally a, this is a long Tech Boys segment. It is. I was hesitant to bring it up. Tech Boys, Tech Boys. I don't want those boys coming in here. <laughs> tech Boys. They, they always, they come in, they put their drugs everywhere. Um, they... Oh no. Alright, you guys, uh, you fucking hear the sweats? Oh, I think we'll come out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Robin, how's it going, man? You <laughs> like me? Hello, hello, tech boy. Hey, fucking, um, so anyway, there was a, a Nintendo, uh, they released, uh, well, they've not released it yet. They're talking about their new console, man. It's fucking banging, eh? I mean, fucking, you seen the, you seen, like, Splat, Splatoon 2, man? Yeah, but, but, I am oh man, it was fucking brilliant man. They had the guy come out like a scientist with guns and that. Yeah. I was wondering if I could buy those, those guns on the market because I've got some people I wanna like, you know, fucking spray me paint and that. Anyways man, I was just stopping in just wondering if you'd heard about the switchy. Eh? I'm just off to go well, buy some pills off off Mikey, eh? So I'll uh can't, can't really see that there, uh, so I'm uh, not on the anyway man, I'm fucking on here man. Hey, see you later, mate. Why do we let him in? I don't know, man. That was a bit intense. Eh? I kind of I was kind of wishing you hadn't. It's like uh, that new film, The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> <laughs> if you say if you tech boys, tech boys, like one, of, one of them arrives <laughs> and is pimped out Saxo. Oh man, that Saxo. <sighs> I mean, to be honest, I, I never thought you could like put six wheels on a Saxo. Well, yeah. oh, you know, it's Mad Max now, yeah. isn't it? It's Mad Max territory. Tech boy does it. Boy does it. He doesn't just drill holes in the exhaust, he just drills holes everywhere. Do you know he actually built his own car park just so he could hang out in a car park? Fair play. Because um, obviously they were all wrecked after the event. At least he's not doing it in my back garden. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> got a bit Daily Mail there. <laughs> right. Well, there you go, guys. Nintendo Switch. A good episode. Concise to the point. We had things to discuss. Yeah. We did it. Not much waffle. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Nintendo Switch. Um, this has been the Don't Go Outside podcast. Do contact us at Goat on Twitter and dgopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, just search for Don't Go Outside or maybe be more specific also Goat on Facebook. You'll find us quicker. And um, Instagram, we have that. We're running that. Oh, we have an Instagram now. Um, um, posting images of Lovecraftian nightmares. <laughs> as always, guys, don't go outside until March 3rd when you'll be able to play Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on release, baby. If they do distribution right. So long as they don't fuck it up. Which they might.